In this new series, we'll be looking through the Gospel of John and we'll be looking at how we can apply this Gospel into our lives. John chapter 1 In the beginning was Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through Him. All, and without Him nothing came to be. What came to be through Him was life, and this life was the light of human race. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not light, but came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him. But the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, the one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace, in place of grace, because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. What is one Bible verse that stood out to you? And if nothing stood out to you, let me first ask you the question. Are you a light in this world? How do you know if you're a light in this world? Do you give off physical light? Probably not. But do you give off a spiritual light? A light where people look at you and they are led to the truth. This is the light that we need to desire for. Our lives need to be full of light. And as young people, as a young person, we need to seek the light at a young age. We need to be the light at a young age to serve God fully as much as we can and all that we can without any due. For it says in John chapter 1 verses 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What is this Word? This Word is Jesus Christ himself. Yes, the Bible that you're holding in your hands, the Bible that you're reading, 
you're holding Jesus Christ himself because that is the word. You're reading the word of God and the word of God is Jesus himself. So yes, we need to have so much reverence and love for our God who's so truly present and alive. And it is when Angel Gabriel spoke the word of God, when she uttered the word of God, the message that was sent to Angel Gabriel to Mother Mary, Holy Spirit came upon Mother Mary and she bore a son. She became pregnant and she bore a son named Jesus Christ. And what came to be through Jesus Christ? Life. And the life was the light of human race. This life was light of human race. If we did not have him, many of us would have been in despair. Many of us would have lived such an immoral life. There is no way because we are so incapable of living a true holy life. We're so incapable. That is why towards the end it says, from his fullness, in verse 16 it says, from his fullness we have all received grace and place of grace. Yes, we have received grace on top of grace. And before, we do not have this grace that prompts us to live in the fullness of the word of God. So it says that a man named John was sent for God, from God and he came to testify. And it says that John, he was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. In our lives, how often do we testify to the light? We testify to the light by becoming light himself which is Jesus Christ. He was in the world and the world came to be through him. So you know what that means? In the beginning, when God uttered the words, let there be light, let there be the universe, all of these things came through Jesus Christ. Because this word was with God. And later, if you look in the book of wisdom, you see that it's God says, oh, look at her. I created everything through her. Um, that's why we say that um, when we associate God, we don't really associate God with the gender. It's usually like a non-gender. And that's why like, even in wisdom, it's kind of referring to this wisdom, which is a characteristic of God. Not only is it a characteristic of God, it's God himself. You know, it's Jesus himself. Because when this wisdom was with God, all these things came to be. And it says that, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. You know, this it enlightens everyone. So what does Jesus do when he comes into our lives? He enlightens us. He teaches us in the truth. He tells us what is right and what is wrong. You know, sometimes, even though um, there are so many debates and everything that's going on, like where people are like, some people, like, it's like, what is your moral standards based on? right like what is our standards based on is it based on the fact that your what what your parents taught you or is it based on like what you think is seems correct and um that cannot be a justification for our moral standards that's why we need to be guided by the light for example a blind person cannot guide us right because he is blind and he does not see the light so we need someone who is the light who sees the light to guide us and who is the light in this world right now in this world right now 
um, even though it's broken and all, the the light that's being upheld is being upheld in Christian faith, in the Catholic faith, and in the Catholic faith, God is inviting us to follow this lighthouse. Yeah, there may be a lot of cracks and holes in it, and there may be like uh, lights as faded in some areas, but still, you know, he the church is the body of Christ, and we ought to be part of his body part of this light so that we can testify through him so it says so we understood that that the word was with god so bible you know we need to give that importance to bible when you're holding the bible be aware of it like you're holding jesus himself you're holding the word of god and also it says all things came to be through him and without him nothing came to be so what came to be through him was life you know, we got life through Jesus Christ. So this light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So what is darkness? What darkness is the absence of light. So it's not because darkness in itself, it's not a cre creation, like a, a presence or anything. Darkness is absence of light. That's why like when we turn off the light, the light is not present. We don't, um, we feel darkness and we call it darkness. So in our life, if you're going through darkness, think about it. It's because God is absent in your life. Jesus, who is the light of the world, is absent in your life. Um, also, like, if you look around, there are so many other people and um, so many people, they just don't seem to, you know, they, they all like go with their own mindset and the thing is, what God has done is, God has given conscience to all human beings. But God has not given conscience to animals. So that's why if you look at an animal, an animal might probably like do things out of its instinct, right? For example, like um, if you if you raised rabbits, you would see that once a mother rabbit have children, the children, they would grow up and stuff. And if the mother rabbit is still with them, the children would try to um, engage with the mother rabbit. And then they later have children. But according to us, that is like, do we as humans do that? No, like to us, like having sex with our mom, like if you, if you, if you, if your mother, if you're, if you have children and if the child has sex with his mom, that's considered like, whoa, like very crazy because why we have that conscience in our mind and animals don't have that conscience they follow their instincts so but um what happens is because we have this gift of conscience we take it for granted and we tend to put our own rules and standards to our life and what happens is this conflicts that's why we see a lot of conflicts a lot of arguments because why we are not being guided by the light when we're guided by the light, that's why if you look at any other religion, probably everyone would say that Catholic religion is more strict in everything. It's not being strict. It's it's showing the desire for God to bring us to perfection. All these small things that we consider silly are probably not silly in the eyes of God. He, he is calling us into perfection and he is calling us into this completeness of life and light in our lives so that we can be like we can go into other people's life and make a difference in them so what happens is when you go 
out to this world. You know, like, if you're guided by the light, there will be holiness in your life. And the completion, that fullness of that light in you will be the fullness of holiness. And what is holiness? It's God calling you to the image of His perfection. God calling you into His own image. He wants you to be like Him, Himself. Because He loves you and He created yourself for Him. And you were created for Him. And so that you can feel this love flowing out from your Creator, our God the Father, our Buff Father. Now, what happened when people did not accept Him? But to those who did not accept Him, um, He came to what was His own. But He was saying, He said, so on verse 11, it says that He came to His own people, but His own people did not accept Him. Isn't that true? Like, among Christians and Catholics, how many people really, truly, honestly follow their faith, right? He came to his own people and they don't really care. It's like they're, everyone gives priority to their life or their goals, their plans. It's just like God is last, my plans are first. Um, and, and what they all fail to realize is in the end, they realize that their plans or their goals let them nowhere. I remember there's this um, famous actress she was called, her name was called Lillian Roth, and she used to live such a lavish life, and you know, she didn't really believe in God or anything, and she got, she was a alcohol addict, and then she got married, and then married again and again and again, and then I guess she was married like four times, and afterwards, she um, got, and afterwards, one day, she was actually married to a Catholic man. And during that marriage, she just came to explore the faith and she started reading a book. This book later became a big tool that led her into conversion and into believing in Jesus Christ. Her life was so changed and one of the things that she started to do was praying the rosary. And before, like, you know, she didn't really know God that much and she really didn't practice even her husband too, even though her husband was Catholic, like he didn't really he wasn't really like a faithful um Catholic person, but but still you can see how the light guided her. What was the lighthouse in there? The church was the lighthouse. But the light inside that lighthouse is not the church, that is Jesus, right? So church is like the lighthouse, but that light that is being produced from the lighthouse is Jesus himself. So we just go to him so that's why we stay close to the church you know when we stay close to the church we are respecting what god instituted from the beginning we are giving value to it and also he said that but to those who did accept him he gave power to become children of god to those who believe in his name so yes if you believed in his name you became the children of god so what does it mean to become a children of god if you're someone's own children it means you have everything that that other child owns as well like your parents um there if your parents you know they may divide their property every wealth that they have equally among their children so just like that we are equally we are equally sharing in the goodness we are equally sharing in this wealth from our god And he, that's a, it's a grace. So when, when we believe in his name, that's a grace that he gave. So everything that Jesus has is also what we have. 
So that's why God says later in Luke, um, you know, you do not have to worry about the things of the world because God knows. He knows what you need. And I remember in the, um, in the podcast for the dependence of God, I told you about many instances where people, they were not even sure like what they were going to eat the next day. And like literally at the right moment, God took care of them. Just like that, because he's not far from us. He's so close to us. And then it says, from his fullness, we have all received grace and place of God. Grace and place of grace. So what happened is, when did the fullness of Jesus take place? The fullness of Jesus took place through the death of Jesus Christ and the sacraments from the church. It is actually, sacraments are a way for us to receive this grace. What is grace? Grace is a virtue. It's a virtue for us to live in holiness. It is difficult to live a holy life. You know, it is difficult to be so happy, joyful, to praise the Lord in all of our sufferings, to form our actions according to the Word of God, you know, to align our actions according to the Word of God. It is difficult. And God knows that it's difficult for us. That's why He bestowed grace upon us. And that's why St. Paul says, For it is not I who boast, but let me boast in the name of the Lord. Because through His grace, for grace is sufficient for me, for power is made perfect in my weakness. So we are all weak. We keep on falling into the same sin. But what happened? When we call on to this grace, the grace overpowers us and we're able to live a life in fullness of the Word of God. Remember this one guy, he was um, into like so many sins. He was into pornography masturbation, um, sexual addictions, and so many other sins. And one time, he went to the priest for blessing, and the priest told him, um, I'm not able to bless you because you have so many sins, and I want you to go for counseling and then for confession. So spiritual counseling, that's not the same as like um, going into therapy sessions. And he went for spiritual counseling, and then afterwards, he went for confession. So what happened is, after this confession, all of his sins were washed away. That's why in the word of God, Jesus says that, you know, I your sins, I'll forget it. I will not even like remember it again because all of it is gone. And once all of it is forgotten, you're a new creation. So I remember like a sister, she would say that how old she was, was based on like how, uh, how old it has been since she confessed. So she'll be like, I am nine hours old today because, you know, she had a confession like nine hours ago. And it's true. Like, I've noticed, like, even in my life, too, whenever I go to confession, I just felt so much peace, so much joy. Like, I don't know, like, it just feels, I feel like a new person. Like, I feel like I got more hope. You know, I don't feel like so many of my past sins and everything is bothering me again. And anyway, what happened to this guy was like, after he went for confession, um, the priest blessed him and after the priest blessed him he later called the priest and told him like father my life has changed so much I'm able to live such a holy life and you know he was able to testify to the word of God so what did he have to do he had to remove the sins from his life um, that's why it says that we need to accept him right but only by acceptance can we become the children of God so we cannot become the children of God without accepting him so first we need to accept him and then we'll be able to receive grace to become the children of God. 
So that's why it says, um, again, when you look at verse 17, because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It means that in the Mosaic law, there were so many laws and, you know, Pharisees were the people who often like studied about these law and things given by their ancient ancestors. And Moses, they had many laws. And you, when you look at the journey of the Israelites, you keep on seeing how they keep on falling again and again. And out of this pain, God is comparing Israelites to a woman who abandons his husband and goes out seeking other men. You know, like God likens Israel to that of that woman, um, to 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 a very to a representation of a woman who abandons his, her husband, you know, and this shows like, and Hosea, like, um, God asked Hosea to marry her, and then after marriage, you, you, you see how she was such an unfaithful, um, wife, and then, uh, when Hosea was going through that pain, God, like, tells Hosea, like, this is the pain that I'm going through each one of my, for each one of my Israel children, because to God, he wants us, he calls us, he calls us, and he realized that wow, we're not able to follow him, you know, we're not able to f follow his commandments. That's why he decided to dwell in us. So it says that he, and on verse 14, it says that the word became flesh. So this word of God, it took shape, it took flesh, it took the form of flesh in the womb of Mother Mary. And it dwelt among us. Mother Mary was a mortal person like us. So that word of God, you know, when Jesus was born, he dwelt among us. The glory, and we saw his glory. What was his glory? The resurrection. We saw this glory of his resurrection, which gave us hope that we also have a resurrection. And it was filled with fullness of grace and truth. And he wants us to be filled with grace and truth. You know, the thing is, a lot of people, like, we all learn, long to know the truth. Yearn. Like, we all yearn to know the truth in our life, to follow the truth in our life. So That's why, for example, if somebody told you a lie, we cannot really stand it, right? Even if it's a lie that makes us happy. Um, even if it's a lie, for example, if you're, for example... Let's say that if a child is adopted, maybe the home that this child is adopted into is probably a beautiful home, you know? Like the parents are beautiful and more loving, maybe more than his own actual parents. But that child, if he is adopted, he would probably have this desire to know that he's adopted, right? Like, because he wants to know the truth. We all have this yearning in our hearts to know the truth. And the fullness of the truth and grace is coming from Jesus Christ and the grace is flowing through the sacraments and one of the most outpouring source of grace is Holy Eucharist. That's why when you look at saints, you know, their lives, when you look at their lives, you see how much grace is flowing. Like when people are around them, they're joyful. Their lives are changed. Um, not only do you believe in God, but you change to be like Him. And you, it's, it's difficult for us to change by ourselves. That's why God gave us sacraments. He gave us His outpouring love through the sacraments. And that's why God also came to us. Um, God also came to us as truth. And the truth, we receive it through the word of God. That's a uh, that's a tr 
do a word of God. That's a tradition by word. And also then we have the tradition from the apostles, from our fathers, from our early gospel fathers. And we learn from them. And in the final verse, it says, The only Son of God who is at the Father's side has revealed Him. Yes, Jesus has came and He will come again. He has came already. And in your life, just look how much time have you ever given importance to Him? Are you able to be the light representing Jesus in this world? Have you completely accepted Him? Or are there places in your life where you still doubt Him? Are you His children? If you are, if you believe that you are His children, claim it. And you, all the blessings will come to you through Him. And also, if you can, grow in grace. Grow in grace and love. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we adore you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we worship you. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Ever was meant with you. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Above the life spent with you Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to see that You're my God You're all together lovely All together worthy All together wonderful to As a highly exalted, glorious in heaven ever. Humbly you came to the earth you created, all for love's sake became poor. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down. Here I am to see that you're my God. You're all together. Alive.